1: Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Bring Back Soul Music Podcast. My special special guest today is a talented singer-songwriter out of New York City. Her name is Ajakuma. Miss Ajakuma, how are you today?
2: I'm doing great. I'm so excited to be here. And thank
1: you so much for picking me on today. Oh, no problem. Thank you. And the pleasure is all mine. Trust me. And uh, you have a new single out, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, called He, which I love, by the way. Thank you. Um, But before we get into that, tell us a little bit more about your background. Yes.
2: So I'm a Ghanaian-American. Both of my parents came um, to the States in like the early, mid-90s and built their life here. I have four siblings. None of them in music. I'm the only person in my family, extended family that I know of, that's pursuing music. And um, a lot of my, a lot of my background comes from again being Ghanaian, being brought up in New York. Um, I actually live a little bit outside of uh, the city in Rockland, so being brought up in more of like the suburbs suburbs area, but going to church in the city, going to church in the Bronx, um, an all Ghanaian church, hearing the music in the church has, has a very, like, african Ghanaian gospel feel to it. Um, and then coming back to the suburbs, going to school with a very mixed crowd, you know, a lot of white people, Haitians, and, you know, Dominicans. Um, yeah, and I think discovering my musical talent really started um in elementary school where I didn't know if I could sing or not but I knew that when I was singing it always felt good so I'll be singing anything and everything tv jingles to commercials um uh, and just in front of the tv not really for like models like that singing along to Disney channel tunes you know theme songs just the whole bit and going throughout my time in elementary school I wanted to try playing the violin I did that for a few years and I figured I don't want to do the violin. I want to sing. So, as time, a lot of my journey is really consists of like figuring out what I wanted to do, and and trial and error. You know, I picked up the violin, didn't want to do it. I went to voice, um, and once I really got into middle school, I realized like I realized like I was a decent writer because people kept telling me like Oh, you know, like you have." Like, the way you write, it's it's good. So I would just write in my notebook, in my science books, in my math books, you know, in my textbooks, it's just writing, like, thoughts, feelings, like, ideas, not knowing what's gonna come up it, but just doing it. And in high school is where, high school is really where I just full-fledged, like, took any opportunities I could, um, participating in mixed vocal groups, advanced vocal groups, women's sports groups, always trying to participate in solos, um, coffee houses, showcases at my school. Um, Because coming from my family, like, you know, all they know is education. All they know is education and going to school um, and making something of yourself that way. So I had to kind of take it upon myself to really figure out, you know, how am I going to make this happen? How am I going to foster, you know, these gifts? And when I went on to college, um, I always say I had, I had like a Mariah Carey moment because most people who know Mariah Carey's story know that she didn't go to college. She ended up you know, getting an apartment with her friends in New York City and started building up her dream that way. And I told my mom, like, I'm, I'm not gonna go to college because Mariah Carey didn't and it worked out for her. <laughs> and she looked at me like, she was like, school education is not a non-negotiable. Figure out what you're doing and, and start a prime. So. Ended up majoring in communications, um, which I'm so thankful for to this day because a lot of the skills that I realized I need to maneuver throughout the music industry, I learned going to school, figuring out how to get things done on campus, figuring out how to make things happen, um, learning, um, fostering in on my writing skills, and just really, you know, just really kind of build myself up. So I'm so glad I actually ended up going to school and. I used a lot of that time to kind of, kind of work on like my side hustle, you know, which was my music. And again, look, I used to like go search for beats on the internet and just write to them, like even if I never recorded them, just writing, 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 because I knew like once I had a chance, like once I had like a decent amount of money, I could go record them. So, yeah, a lot of my journey is just kind of like figuring out on the way, trial and error, just trying to figure out how to do things. Out.
1: Okay. Now, getting back to your um, your childhood, was music a big part of your household?
2: I think so. I definitely think so. Um, and I don't think it's something like my parents or like my siblings realized, you know, just in general. Like, if it was Sunday, if we're on our way to church, my mom's playing like, you know, the, the Ghanaian oldies, like the, the old classics of her generations. And... They're also playing like the old, like, gospel music. And like, I just be listening to it just like, okay, like, it has a funky beat, like, this is cool. Um, and again, like I always say, I used to sing to Disney Channel songs, because, you know, as kids you're watching TV, whatever. Um, I would have a remote singing, like, to everything. like I would know all, like, the, like, kids tunes and just be blasting it out, doing the full-on choreography, because, like, p- pretending like I was on stage with someone but it was really me and myself in front of the TV, And I think when like, when I really wanted to become more serious, I would say like in early high school, I totally accidentally stumbled upon, um, there's this collection of like, like 90 CDs that my dad has. I don't know if the last time he ever touched them and listened to them. And I just saw like, oh, I saw like Mariah Mariah Carey's like first CD or debut album. Um, I think it was called Vision of it. And then I saw like Voice to men, like one of their first CDs. I think it was fully high harmony. Um, and I just saw a bunch of like was Houston CDs, and I was like, like obviously I know who these people are already, but like to see like the full CD, like with the full songs, like I would. And this was like relatively early, like or um, this is not like back in the nineties. Like I found this 2013, so I would put it in a radio yes I still had a radio at that time <laughs> I put I would put the CDs in like our little radio thing and I would just listen to it and I'd be like wow like that was Mariah Carey like that was Whitney Houston that was so I feel like I feel like unlike most people like I wasn't like bombarded with like again like musical family or like, musical parents but there was like, all of these like little hints like they were just it was just there and I, I think as a young person I kind of just took it upon myself to like dive into it you know full throttle um and yeah I think that's really that's really where it came from more so kind of on accident you know without my awareness
1: okay and so uh getting back to high school you said this is where you kind of you kind of decided this is what you want to do um what was the um um well let me ask you this is your is this your your first uh song that you released he or
2: no i actually released a song last year called left my mark on you and it was like the first it wasn't the first song i written or recorded but it was just one i felt like you know it's kind of going into the direction i want but not really but like let's see how so like i just released it and you know like my friends hit me up like oh wow natalie like this is really or uh, jacoma natalie's my first name uh, jacoma my middle name um they were like oh like, natalie, like this is this is really good and i was like thanks you know i just wanted to i just wanted to start getting things out because for so long i was just writing for myself and like kind of just recording and not putting anything out there and i think at a certain time i was like girl you just need to let it go like let it go and just keep going from there so he's actually like my second song that's out there. But but I think it's going more in the direction I'm trying to create for myself sonically and visually.
1: Okay. Now um he is a great song like I said. I love it and yes. we're going <clears> to <throat> we're going to play it a little bit later. Mm-hmm. But explain um what your um because you also you you named a a lot of people that you listen to and sort of maybe inspired you a little bit. What is your writing style? How do you, how do you, how did you come across or how did you um, take on he?
2: Mm -hmm. Um, In general, I think my writing's definitely story-like. I think, and it's definitely um, theme-driven. So, like, I really try my best to, like, think of a topic and build a world around that topic. Build a beginning, middle, and end. Build, like... A visual representation so when people hear it they see the story happening in front of them um and with he he i wrote that in like 2018 like the year i was graduating from college i'm like a year and a half or two years almost two years out of school i wrote that 2018 and i had the melodies for it and i knew how i wanted it to sound but like just like any creative sometimes you're stuck on certain portions and for months i would say like Five months, I, I didn't know, I could not figure out what I wanted to talk about in the song. So, you know, I went on to other songs and I was writing on other things and doing whatever else. And I was, and I would always come back to this, like, I don't know what I want to talk about here. And one night, I was watching one of Tyler Perry's movies, actually. I think it was Temptation. And basically, if you've seen the movie, the main character, you know, marries her childhood sweetheart and she ends up having an affair with someone else. And I remember just thinking, like, I'm like, why would she do that? Like, she had, she had a great guy, a husband who loved her and wanted to be there for her. But, like, he ended up not having, I guess, he wasn't there. He wasn't there, like, spiritually, emotionally, really. You know, he kind of became distant and, like, the connection wasn't there, I guess. And in the movie, again, she has an affair. And, and I just remember thinking, like, time. Like, time, the currency, like, you didn't spend, someone else, you know, spent that. And that's the line I put in the hook. So after I watched the movie, I was like, I was like, okay, I got it, I got it. So, so I kind of like based the story on that movie, and I, like kind of was thinking about the movie and thinking about the lyrics and thinking about the main character. How would she feel? How would, how would I feel if someone did that to me? How would they feel if someone did that to them? just started to think about all these feelings and from there on I was just able to write the whole thing so it's definitely definitely story like and I also think conversational as well like because I feel like if people you know listen to the lyrics it's almost like it is like I am talking to that person I am talking to like my husband I am talking to my partner letting them know this is why I did what I did so yeah I think I come at it from those
1: Oh wow! Yeah, so you sound like you're more of a, you know, a visual writer where you can take an idea and just just write about it. Because I was going to ask you, uh, was it um, did it come from a personal uh, relationship that you had? But you said that you was inspired by a Tyler Perry movie, which is, yeah. is great. Okay, yeah. so looking or listening to he. I can definitely hear the R and B portion, but I also hear. Uh, I think you described it as um, uh, was it Afro like, soul or Afro?
2: I always say Afro fusion or Afro, Afro inspired because I think because of the way I sing, you know, the way that God has given my voice, it's it always comes off like. R and or like more soulful, but I think the music, the production, like the sound, um I go for or I gravitate towards, always has like you know that two three like Afro beat kind of um, that sound that like once you hear it, you can you can you can groove a little, you know you can do a little two step, you know you can you <laughs> feel it, and I think that's something something that. Was really important in this song, and and it's something I know I'm going to carry for every single song. You know what? Even if it's not in the production, whether it's like again the stories, the lyrics, like there's always going to be that part of my music that that's inspired by me being done. And in this case, it was more of this, more of the again the Afro uh, fusion portion. And in the next song, I might be speaking a little bit. I try speaking more it um, or maybe i might you know tell a story about when i was in ghana and what i saw at one of the clubs you know it's it's those elements that i always try to pull from to really create this world because i think um from my perspective i think something that's so necessary for again like first generation people like me or like people who might have just come here from like senegal or nigeria who, who came here when they were maybe like five or grew up in like the city or grew up in, into being part of the state, it's that, it's that, I guess, that middle ground, you know, that middle ground of people telling those stories and what it's like to, to grow up as like, a first generation, like what our parents are like, the stories they used to tell us, like how that affects our college, how that affects our future, you know, it's very different. Than a lot of stories out there. So I think that's something I want to be, you know, a progenitor of, you know, telling those specific stories that I've never not
1: been told. Well, it definitely works. Um, and uh, like I said, I love it. And I don't want to, you know, delay playing it any longer. So we're going to um, play He, and this is Ajakuma on He on the Bring Back Soul Music podcast. Enjoy. <laughs>
3: So, so 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 we but So gone. He was everything that I wish you could be. He put all his effort in me. He was the water when I needed quenching. Time, the currency. My life, whenever you took me for granted, I don't understand it. Now I'm so gone, baby. What would you do that me? Was anything that I wish you could be? He put all his effort in me. He was the water when I needed quenching time. The currency you never spend, he spent that on lonely. And that's what means the most to me. So now I got to leave with you
0: Continue our episode after this message. Swag at shop.bringbacksoulmusic.com. Now, back to our conversation.
1: All right, Ajakuma, we're back. Great song. I love it. Like I said, I'm sure everyone's going to love it as well. It's different, and you definitely can hear the, the, um, the African influence um in your music so speaking of that um i've never been to ghana um but um tell us a little bit more about uh about ghana you said your parents um uh, migrated from there um so tell us a little bit about that who those who don't know anything about about ghana
2: I think definitely with the year of return being uh, in 2019, just last year, a lot of people are getting more familiarity with it, and like they're learning more about it, and like are willing to explore the country, which I think is awesome. Um, so I think in the area I'm from, it's very, it's a very quiet place. You know, there's a which is like it's like New York City. It pretty much is like New York City it's busy it's traffic it's nuts um but I think what makes it what gives it its energy are like the sellers you know you see people you know with you know, water candy, food like just so many different like ganyan foods there's a food called Kenke. there's like sardines like all these people just having on um, car to car just selling um, walking through the traffic you know. Imagine that. Just imagine New York City like that, where you have people selling like newspapers or trying to sell a coffee, like just walking through the traffic, you know, hundreds of people. So that's something that I feel like is you know really unique and cool about Ghana. And I think it's it's such a developing country. It's such a developing country, and like I know a lot of people like myself, or people who are even not even Ghanaian, but like maybe they're Nigerian or um, from Mali or you know different areas of Africa, like this idea of like developing you know there's so much I think there's so much opportunity right now to kind of like go there and develop its infrastructure because it's doing pretty well um when I was just there with my parents in September we went to we went to Kumasi which was which is um I guess I think it's like the second uh, biggest area in Ghana and my dad was saying like this is not how it was like when I was a kid, you know, and when I was younger. So much has changed, so much has developed, you know. They built all these buildings. Like it used to just be like, they say bush. Like it was just, you know, nothing. Just leaves, just, you know, it's just nothing. Now there's all this development happening. So it's really cool. And I think December is the hottest time to go. Um, I think you'll probably see on Instagram, like there's so many like YouTube videos, like, you know, people going in December because there's so much, there's so many concerts happening, so many artists, um, and there's so many musically speaking There's so much talent coming out of there. Like, I know there's there's so many already. There's like, a rapper called Stakovich. Like, he's the pop, most popular, one of the most popular uh, rappers out there. Dan Paul is huge and dominant. Like, not many people know that. And like in high school when I first started like listening to more Afrobeat. I didn't know the dance hall was that popular. Of course, when you think in dance hall, you think in Jamaica. Um, but the dance hall scene there is nuts. Um, and you have artists like Ch- Wale and Stone Boy doing the real big and like, trying to pay the UK and like getting the, the Ghana name out there. So I think I really is like it's a great place for people to visit and have fun. Um, but it's also great things for people to,
1: like, learn more about, learn, and invest, and, like kind of developing so the Ghana yeah, Okay, and um, I know with, you know, everything going on with the uh, coronavirus and the travel ban, uh, it might be kind yeah. of tough to get back and forth. Um, is the goal at some point is to go back and perform, or have you performed in, uh, in Ghana before?
2: No, not yet. That that was definitely a goal for this year. I do in December to try to book some gigs over there. And even my original plan was uh, this June to go over there to like really hunker down and start working on this project. But I, I think Ghana has even closed its borders right now so I don't think that's happening. But I'm kind of like I'm keeping my eye on it to see whether that changes or not. So, yeah,
0: travel's
1: going to be a little bit difficult. Yeah, and uh, but you know, hopefully, um, you know, it is what it is, but hopefully, it won't last. Yes, I Jeez, know. I hope it doesn't last. You know, maybe more than a few months. Hopefully, um, yeah. Now, I want to get back. I want to touch on something else. Um, earlier, you said that um, you were, you know, going online and you know, looking for bees um, to kind of write to. Um, are you a um, independent artist or are you signed to a label or how does that work?
2: Yeah, definitely independent. Um, I think it's teaching me so much and I think as artists as a whole, being just a singer and just a songwriter or just a guitarist or just them and like, them and a pianist, like just being an entertainer, it's good but it's not enough. I think, I think it's important for all of us to have skills outside of that, um, which is why I said before I'm so happy I actually ended up going to, to college and majoring in communications because I've been able to utilize, utilize those skills you know, for my career. Um, so right now I'm like doing everything. I mean, I mean, Getting up the songs myself, you know, writing my own songs, like cur- curating who I want my album to curating my project, figuring out okay, I'm not doing a. Where do I want to be in the next, like, six months? And me, myself, wrapping up with me, I'm saying, Okay, this is how I'm going to do it. Like, I have so many documents, spreadsheets, no you know, lists of, you know, of my planning, of my own strategic planning, telling myself, okay, so to achieve X, you have to do A, B, C, and D. This is how you're going to do A, B, C, and D.
3: Um,
2: and, yeah, so right now I'm... Taking the time to, like, develop myself artistically, you know, art development, doing what you done to be do the best I can, but also developing all the skills so I can. So, in the event I have someone on my team who can't be there anymore, I know how to keep the training by myself.
1: Wow, I mean, uh, you are a um, very impressive young lady, I must say. Um, Thank you. You seem very organized and you seem very... Um, you know what you want um which is yeah. which is great um now getting back to uh, uh your music um did you do all the writing and all the music for he or did you work with producers or other artists yeah
2: so lyrically i wrote the whole song um for the track. i worked with producer his name is Yang, he beats. Um, he's on you definitely find them um but yeah usually when it comes to like again melodies and content and lyrics that's always me at producer wise i kind of just like scour the internet figure out who i like hit them up and like kind of go from there um but i think with this baby project it was really gonna it's really gonna be my chance to like to create that sound from scratch, create that sound, create create those themes and ideas from scratch. Um, Even, I was, I didn't mention this before, but um, I went to Ghana in September and I went back in December as well. And when I was there, um, I was working on a beat from scratch with a producer over there. Um, He created, he pretty much created the, um, the framework and I was just kind of there thinking, okay, I think this sounds good. I think this is what I'm going for here, you know. And like, I'm I wouldn't put, claim to be a producer or anything, but I think if I feel like I hear something that needs to be there, like I'm comfortable enough to like go to the piano and be like, okay, I think what I'm hearing sounds like this. Um, and I think that's what I'm really excited more than anything for this podcast to really to go more on that production side because I think with the sound I hear in my head um it's something very different I feel like both like you know the the afro beats audience I guess and the more R&D audience like they haven't heard before uh so I'm just excited to kind of like delve into that the production side.
1: Okay now let me ask you um uh like I said I, I love the song what do you hope people uh, get out of your music what do you hope uh to, um, to relate to those who are listening to uh, not just he but I'm sure everything else that's coming down the line
2: mm-hmm. um, that's a great question and I think it's really just to think I think just to think and to use your brain um, to kind of speculate. Like a lot of the content that I have that I haven't been released like it just goes through the human experience and it goes through like the human connection and how we deal with each other and how we deal with life you know he is not necessarily i don't promote you know you cheating on your partner i don't promote you know lying and infidelity of course not but these are realities that people are facing these are realities that are happening in our world so i think i really want people to just like listen to the music hear the stories and think like that was an interesting story. Like, what does this mean for my life? What does this mean for, like, my family? How does this relate to me? And take from it what they will. My favorite, my favorite artist, one of my favorite of artists, artists of all time is Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill. And the reason I love Lauren Hill so much is because when I listen to Ms. Education. When I listen to this education, she goes through go, the like it's not just about one thing. It's not just about love. It's not just about like a boyfriend. It's it's about everything. Like it's just it goes through the complete like human experience. Like how we deal with each other, money, you know, what we think, how we as women think what we as women deserve, how we're supposed to be treated, you know, spirituality, loving God. And I think she really is up there for me in terms of what I want my music to do for people. Because that's what she did for me. She made, and people like her and like India Harvey, um, just really made me realize that like, I want my music, I want my music to be a, a complete package where you're not just hearing about one thing all the time you're gonna have club angles of course because that's part of the team experience you're gonna have songs about love because that's part of the experience but like there's so much more to get. so i just want people to really, really
1: it. well yeah the miseducation of lauren hill is one of my favorite albums of all time oh, favorite. Uh, yeah it's uh, yeah, i love that album uh now um sort of another question related to that mm-hmm. um they inspired you. Um, what what kind What kind of advice would you give, uh, not just um, you know a uh, a female artist, but any any artist in general? What kind of what kind of what kind of message would you tell them, or inspiration on uh, uh, mm-hmm. words of wisdom? Let me just put it that way. What kind of words of wisdom would you have for people who are maybe thinking about going down the same path that um, that you went down?
2: Mm-hmm. I think it's probably the same advice I tell myself every day because I'm still so new. Um, I think it's, of course, like trust yourself, believe in yourself, know what you want, know what you want. And this doesn't even just go for artists because because I went to school. Like I always try to like reach back out to students, connect with them. You know, sometimes I'll have like a student from my college, you know, who be my major, hit me up and like just ask for like small advice. Um, is know what you want just because you're majoring in x doesn't mean you're guaranteed the outcome you think you're gonna get it's like figure out what you want and make make your success happen like architect your own success you know if you see your end goal create that create ways for you to get there um and i would just really say like again outside of your outside of your core skills And this goes for artists, but like anyone in whatever field, outside of your core skills that you have, figure out how to develop other skills that can support your core skill. You know, I don't, I feel like I don't hear people like give that advice a lot, but I think it's so important because... You can, you can go far with what you have, but you can go farther when you have knowledge in different areas, areas you don't even think are related. you know? So I would just say that diversify your skill set. invest in yourself. Believe in yourself. Um, don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Um, and network. Network. And this definitely goes out to my college kids. Network network, network, meet people, talk to people, ask questions. If there's someone um, out there that's interested in position you
1: want to be in, see how they got there, you know, and just think that. Wow. Um, fantastic advice. That was an yeah, excellent yeah. answer. Um, let me ask you, um, what college did you go to? Because um, they need to be teaching this. I mean, what... <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah. Shout out to my to my college students out there. I know right now with the coronavirus, like it's really messing up like your graduation plans, and I'm so sorry about that. Um, I went to SUNY New Pulse, so that was a state school, or that's a state school. That's about like like an hour and a half from the city so like you see a lot a lot of people from the city go there or from the area i'm from rockland county um they end up going there um it's a really cool school very liberal artsy um and i and i just really feel like again college isn't your only really path to success not at all but i think it's important for students to get in the books but learn outside of the books you know um and yes that's my college
3: students. Yeah,
1: that is that is fantastic. Um, now, Ajakuma, um, before we go, where can people reach out to you? Where can they find you?
2: Yes, you can find me on Instagram at um, Ajakuma. So that's underscore A G Y A K-O-N-A-H underscore. Um, and I'm there on the platforms: Facebook, um, Twitter as well. Um, and do not be afraid to hit me up for advice. Um, I'm very keen on like helping people, um, just giving advice in any area I can. Again, I'm very new um, in the music world and like figuring out how to make things happen myself. But um, I'm always there to give advice on anything I know. Um, and again, especially for my students from the college really Okay.
1: New. And where can pick where can people pick up heat?
2: You can get you key know, on all digital platforms, um, Apple Music, Spotify, on YouTube, you on SoundCloud, uh, um, and just check that out. There's there's so much more. Um, like I have songs that are just waiting to be released, and um, I'm starting this thing for myself where um, I'm trying to drop a new song every month. So, this coming April, there's definitely going to be a new song. And from here on out, so get
1: this project out god willing uh, 2020. wow um Jacuma, it was a pleasure i mean real pleasure speaking to you you're such a, a inspiration to um to everyone um you just have a, a great personality and um i like your spirit um I and i think yeah i think i think the sky's the limit for you i really do um, anything else you want to add before we, uh, before we call it a day here?
2: Uh, no, just again, thank you so much for having me. Um, it's an honor and I appreciate you sending um, it out to me. Uh, just keep a lookout for me. I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, and there's going to be a lot of cool things, to come, a lot of collaborations with some family artists that people may have not heard of. No, i'm more on these it. so it's
1: gonna be a really interesting journey well thank you like i said the pleasure is all mine and um keep in touch let us know what's going on i'll follow you um on all your social media stuff too so i'll i'll keep abreast on what's going on with you but again awesome. i appreciate you taking the time out today to to talk to me and um that's ajakuma on the bring back soul music podcast thank you again all right Absolutely, I do. all right jacuma uh that's jacuma on the bring back soul music podcast and we'll be right back
0: calling all lovers of soul music the time to make soul music relevant again is now you've been listening to the bring back soul music podcast with todd woodson if you enjoyed today's show be sure to tell a friend Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to our newsletter at bringbacksoulmusic.com. I'd
1: like to thank my guest today, Ajakuma. You can find out more about Ajakuma on her social media sites as well as on our website at bringbacksoulmusic.com. Don't forget, you can listen to the Bring Back Soul Music podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Don't forget to join us next week for another edition of the Bring Back Soul Music podcast. Before we end today's show, I'd like to pay tribute to a musical giant. Bill Weathers passed away on March 30th. The writer of classic songs like Ain't No Sunshine, Grandma's Hands, Use Me, Just the Two of Us, Lean on Me, and my personal favorite, Lovely Day. Respected and admired the world over, his music has been covered by Michael Jackson, Aretha Franklin, Paul McCartney, Sting, Diana Ross, and many others. A three-time Grammy Award winner. Withers was inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame in 2005 and inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2015. His music will live on. Bill Withers was 81 and we'll see you next week.